0: Welcome everyone to the Last Video Store Clerks podcast with Frank and Scott. The days of blockbuster Hollywood and the independent video store are over, but searching the shelves for that special overlooked movie will never end. The one that really sticks with you forever. Let's drown ourselves in a sea of streaming services and ask the question, what the fuck is that? Does this hold up? And just what the hell is a good movie anyway? I'm Frank Roll. I'm Scott Moran. And we're the Last Video Store Clerks. (laughs) Our rock
1: collection is buried.
0: I forgot you have a fucking rock collection.
1: We have a rock collection.
0: I remember I helped you move.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I almost forgot because we've been out
0: of the rock thing for a while. (laughs) You've been out of the rock game. Yeah. (laughs) You have a kid. You got to get out the rock game. You got to stop saving rocks in a glass case because you got a small child. Uh huh. Now I'm just worried about her drilling the glass case.
1: I'm like, we need another case.
0: Finished a hot D. Hot D hot d
1: what, what was hot d
0: house of the dragon oh <laughs> jeez, it
1: really caught me off guard with that one slick
0: well i watched uh the lord of the rings the rings of power we're at still the same saving time. it we're still saving it saving lord of the rings no house of the dragon that last episode What the fuck, really? Just just, the last one?
1: We just wanted to sit on it for a minute because it's gonna be fucking years before. Well, you're gonna get Jon
0: Snow in a year, and then the next year you'll get Hot D, and then you know nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I see what they're doing. I have a real appreciation for HBO because of House of the Dragon, though, because I watched Rings of Power in tandem with it. Mm -hmm. Basically, Rings of Power was so fucking tedious. And made Lord of the Rings feel stupid while I was watching House of the Dragon, which had such a respect for me as an audience member, being like, we wanna keep you. We're gonna give you an episode to watch, and you're gonna feel satisfied at the end of it. <laughs> and that fucking Lord of the Rings shit did not, man. It was like, you'll be here. You're gonna do it all. I've heard random things about Rings of Power, not a lot of positives, but people are like, it's good enough. Every episode should keep me there if you're just going to be like, it's a 50 hour movie and then not have enough respect to keep me there. Every like at least every hour and a half of a 50 hour movie should give (laughs) you some reason to continue on this fucking path. But that would be like, no, we'll just wait. This is a prologue. (laughs) Where's the dragon? Well, there was like, you know, hobbits and fucking walking trees and all that shit. All that Lord of the Rings stuff is in there, but it was like, Third episode before something exciting happened. Sixth episode before another exciting thing happened. And then they were like, and now the story begins. Mm. And uh, that's exactly what House of the Dragon did. You know, it was a prologue.
1: So what you're saying is who really wants Lot R when you've got plenty of hot D? Yeah, I mean that hot D. <laughs> um, anything else you watch? Oh, so much stuff. I did watch one thing over two nights to go to sleep. But it's just going to go into my Frank's an old man category. Think about it. I haven't had time for movies, so I watched this over three nights.
0: Was it a documentary about golf?
1: No. And I'll just (laughs) throw mine out there. Then we can jump back to yours. I watched The Fugitive.
0: I love that movie. It's a good one. Yeah. The Harrison Ford, right? Yeah. Harrison Ford. You didn't go back and watch the TV show? No, no. (laughs) Harrison Ford, Tommy Lee Jones. Good movie was the one-armed
1: man. <laughs> that movie was such a big deal back in the day. I remember them talking about the scene where they did the train wreck. You know, that was a really big thing because yeah. they made that. Every outhouse, in-house. <laughs> yeah, like That was like on every preview that was on TV. No, that movie was huge. And I still like it. And it still holds up for what it is. It's just definitely in my old man category.
0: I think every Harrison Ford movie is in your old man category. But also, every Harrison Ford movie will hold up for ever forever. for the most part all of them yeah i can't think of many that are terrible
1: what did they just say one more indiana jones
0: yeah I don't, I, i've said that before i don't want that i don't like hunched over indiana jones it makes me sad at least they gave like there was a lot of gravity to like old man han solo he's still at it <laughs> but with indiana jones you're like hey get down
1: from there before you hurt yourself yeah <laughs> no it's the last Ozfest that i went to it was 06
0: ozzy it wasn't fun for me. I had the same experience when I saw Black Sabbath. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh please don't jump around. I felt that way about uh, Harrison Ford in that last Indiana Jones movie. Some of the times he would be jumping across things and I'd be like, oh. It came out when I was still a Shia hater. I hate Shia LaBeouf in that movie more than in any other movie he's in.
1: At the time, I just had this real twisted idea that there was better talent in his age group. And I didn't understand why he was getting all the roles in everything.
0: I I feel like that's come up before where you're like, I just didn't think they deserved that.
1: (laughs) Okay, so long story short, I don't know if I agree with that, Scott. But long (laughs) story short, I've come around to Shia. I hate that he goes through all the shit that he does. You know, some of it's bad decisions. We all make bad decisions.
0: I mean, I showed you the actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf video. Yes.
1: No, he seems like an awesome dude. I love his films. It's a complete turnaround. But at the time, I was in my dumb anti-shy face so i feel like i tuned out what was it the crystal skull yeah um i watched and it, it i mean it's all right it's it's not it was one terrible. of my hollywood movies that was a hollywood movie for oh me, was actually. it yep oh like oh eight oh nine somewhere yeah, in there.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah i guess it came out when i was at a video store too
1: yep so that's why i watched it new release wall pre-street
0: Watch oh it. everything everything that came out then Except Murray would get weird shit (laughs) and I'd be like, I'm not watching that. Well, Hollywood got Let the Right One In. Oh, yeah, we got that. That was such a game changer. And
1: that was one of Olympia and I's first movie dates. She left with 10 minutes left. So you know
0: what she missed. The best part. Yeah. I don't even want to go on and on about the things I watched this week. Yeah. Because all of them I want you to watch. Mm-hmm. They were mostly great.
1: I've said it before. I've said it again. I want to
0: watch more things. Yeah. I watched X. Amazing. Barbarian. <sighs> fucking amazing. Uh, I watched the first three episodes of The Peripheral. Chloe Grace Moretz. Yes. It's based on a William Gibson I book saw, series.
1: When I first saw the f- uh, first couple of previews I saw, I thought it was something I wasn't interested in, but I finally saw one that
0: got me. Like oh, a- very good. And I like when they update 80s cyberpunk to now. Johnny mnemonic and stuff like that was like him thinking about the future from the 80s. Idea's still good. Let's make it now. And wait, move was it a there little. was there a porpoise in this? There's no porpoise. <sighs> no uh thumb laser either. Kind of a bummer. <laughs> Maybe it has yet to come. I mean, they're only three episodes in. There's, there could still be a porpoise. It's really cool. And everybody in it is really good. Kind of looks like Detroit, that video game. There's a little bit of time travel to it. I don't want to ruin anything. Yeah,
1: and, and I wasn't going to check it out, but now I want to. I think you should. Like like I think you'll there really was a, like it. There was a preview that
0: finally caught me. There's not enough good sci-fi shows on Earth sci-fi. It doesn't mm-hmm. all have to be space. It doesn't have I to just, be I'm space. I'm afraid that they, they pumped out too many space things, and then they back off sci-fi completely. And it's like, it's not all the same. Like, we don't have to go into space. And you could even have a dash of
1: space. You know, just like a mention or like it's incorporated in there. Yeah, somewhere. that's fine. It doesn't need to Not be there at, all. at all. Exactly. We yeah. could
0: have never gotten off the planet and you could still make a cool sci-fi movie. Mm-hmm. They don't all have to be some girl in a bunker, though. Please stop making those. <laughs> <laughs> what else did I? We watched uh, The Devil's Hour the Devil's on Hour. Uh, Prime, also a Prime series. It was a limited series. Peter Capaldi. Peter Capaldi. Peter Capaldi. I, I just love saying his name. <laughs> Doctor Who. Uh there were a few other recognizable British people in it that I've seen before, but the show was really good. It's like a sort of time travel serial killer thing. Six episodes, nice tight story, all British cast. I'm wondering if I've come across that one. It was and brand new. It, it went up uh, Friday, last Friday. So if you're listening and you're in the future. <laughs> you know where we are in the past right now. Yeah, and then I watched the last James Bond movie finally, and I, I cried like a little girl at the oh, end of it. Oh, you told me. Yeah, I got really choked up it at the end. It was good. Man, it was really good.
1: Well, I put them off for years, so I watched them all just a couple, what was that, a couple months back? And I feel you. It was quality.
0: It was a really emotional end for that character arc. I really liked it. Well, when it comes to 007, you've got the diehard fans that love the originals, and so they don't even want to hear about the other guys. Well, here's the thing. We tell the same stories over and over again. We've been telling the same fucking story since we fucking started crying over our first dead relative when we were apes. And we're still telling the same story. It's okay to retell like a universal myth, you know, a Western myth that we made with James Bond. And you can retell it a bunch of times. No, that's the thing. Because we made it a part of our society.
1: I'll argue with the guys who liked originals all day. The quality of the Daniel Craig 007s, next level. As far as an
0: action movie goes, by the time the first 007 movies came out, there wasn't an action movie. Like, Die Hard hadn't come out yet, so we didn't know what a real action movie looked like. (laughs) That 90s action, that 80s action. Yeah, and the action is really slow in those 70s Bond movies. I like them. I love From Russia With Love. I love it.
1: See that none of them ever stuck with me. I'd see a random one here or there on TV, you know, daytime. Well, I remember
0: that one, Jane Seymour, when I was a little kid. It made me feel funny. <laughs> she was Dr. Quinn. <laughs> oh man. Medicine woman. Medicine Sorry. woman. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Punctuated. I think when you say Dr. Quinn, everybody, if you know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like dr quinn who fuck off medicine you know? woman <laughs> um i don't know when i say jennifer love hewitt what's the first movie that comes
0: to mind i know what you did last summer okay i almost said ghost whisperer though because of what right the tv <laughs> thing see
1: yeah that's what i was going for like are you gonna say a movie yeah, two or you tv say shows whisperer? popped
0: into my head before a movie and i was like fuck fuck fuck
1: fuck no, that's awesome. That's exactly what I wanted to happen, and you did do movie because <laughs> I would have said Ghost Whisper because I would have still been locked into the TV Doctor Quinn thing. I held it for a second and I was like, "Wait, is that a movie? That's not a movie." <laughs> but yeah, Jane Seymour. You no, know, she's rocking it. Uh, what was she doing jewelry commercials a few years ago? Yeah, hot old ladies. Bam. Ugly jewelry. I don't know. It made me think of Jamie Lee Curtis doing those yogurt commercials.
0: Oh yeah, I remember she was <laughs> what doing is it, Activa. Yeah, <laughs> I knew. You know, I didn't think less of her at all though. No, it when badass. she was doing that, I was like, fucking awesome. Yeah. My uh pick for a bad horror movie was I was like, okay, just pick a random one. Yeah. I watched a, a movie called Torn Hearts with Katie Seagal. It's like a country music duo and they go to like this other country music duo's house and Katie Seagal, it's like the Judds, but like it's sisters and one of them committed suicide and they like go to the living sister's house. And she just fucks with them and tries to like carve a rift between them and like gets them to fucking like kick each other's when asses. When was that made? It was really recent. It was uh, directed by. Oh, this by... wasn't like 90s? Or... No, it just came out on oh, Amazon. Shit. Uh, I, it was probably like a real limited release or maybe Fantastic Fest or something like that. I don't know. It was directed by Bria Grant, who I want to say is from here because I've seen her at bars and shit mm. every now and then uh we're about the same age she was in heroes she was like the blonde girl that shows up and helps parkman Wow, you i know that's that, a really deep cut well i thought of the wallflowers song for some reason <laughs> um i haven't
1: thought of that song since middle school like where the fuck did that come from one headlight popped into your head no what did you just say that was the heroes
0: song. the david bowie cover yeah they did that song <laughs> yeah, yeah they yeah. did um it was awful yeah
1: uh, that's why I'm like that was such a random thing. But no, uh, Futurama, dude, Katie Seagal was in Futurama. I forgot about that. <laughs> you forgot
0: about it. I forgot that that was <laughs> weird like, because I was like, I was what like, else? Well, yeah.
1: What else comes to mind with Katie Seagal? And I was Sons like, of Anarchy. I didn't do Sons of Anarchy, but I like I and I said it. I feel like I that, that changed her, her
0: career as far as like she was like a comedy t- yeah, t- television person. she was always person. Peg. And then yeah, and then once she did, she was Peggy. scary in Sons of Anarchy. Despite that show's problems, like the two main characters don't have any chemistry at all i just never did it and then what did they do after the mayans
1: or something like yeah that? it was
0: one of those ones where it like stressed me out but it wasn't compelling enough to keep me like breaking bad or dexter was. Well, i
1: think i didn't watch sons of anarchy because i put it in the
0: uh prison break category i liked prison break did you yeah i did i
1: refused i was like Stop. i marathoned
0: it we had it at the video store yeah i watched the whole thing and i was like that was all right i refused it was okay premise alone i didn't like the lead actors or i didn't like one of the actors very much the younger brother Mm -hmm. i like the other guy where'd he go never see that guy anymore what happened to him john Doe?
1: you see the older one all the time he does some like weird movies oh really yeah like i saw him as like a vengeful husband
0: you watch those weird movies that's why i haven't seen him
1: yeah he i've seen him in a couple things that like were straight to amazon prime okay they just looked interesting. I gave him a chance. He's pretty good and stuff. He's fine. He's, he looks tough. He's very specific. Though. He's got that tough look. Like yeah. he's a military guy or like a deranged. Yeah. He's a every... quiet
0: military contractor guy or like the assassin they sent and or he like, says nothing.
1: Or like an everyman who's just way
0: too clean to be an every, everyman. Yeah. A little too well groomed. Not rough Not enough. Not Tom Sizemore. More of a Tom Jane. <laughs>
1: <laughs> did, you, did you know that he was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer?
0: I think I told you that. <laughs> Why did I list two cast members from Dreamcatcher? Is the real question.
1: It happens and we can't escape Tom Jane.
0: I Duddits.
1: You know, one day if we ever start talking to people, that should be our goal. To act like Duddits? No. Talk to
0: Thomas Jane. Oh, I'd love to have a beer with Thomas Jane.
1: Yeah. Or no, just have him on the podcast. Like <laughs> when we get to that. That should be for some That's our reason, goal. Our goal is to interview Tom Jane. I would have to do so much research and come up with like what I just like the best questions, you know, like. So you like the Expanse? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then ask him one question about a movie <laughs> <laughs> that, that his twin is in. Like oh, the, you want to
0: ask him about Aaron Eckhart what, movies? Ask him one question about we, an yeah, Aaron yeah. Eckhart we'll movie. We'll do a like series called "There Are Only So Many Faces," and then interview celebrities as the wrong person. <laughs> yeah i think we should do that i forgot that uh because i didn't like specter very much out of the bond movies like it was probably my least favorite Mm -hmm. it was also probably the most crucial to the overall story Mm, yeah so i forgot Leia Sado was in the bond universe until she popped up and i was like oh yeah yeah i forgot about you blue is the warmest color i saw the cover once i watched one of those movies and i went
1: down to the you may also like and it was just Every one of those. And so once I watched that one and those popped up, as you every now and then one would pop up. That was one that would just come up randomly because it's like, oh, you watched this other movie that was similar to this one. So we're going to stick it in this category. I like that one. It
0: was a really good love story. It made me really fucking emotional.
1: Yeah. The one that I watched was the chick from uh, Arrested Development, the daughter. Maybe. Yes. Uh, From Search Party, which I loved. I watched one. It was a crazy like it was it was all right. Blue is the Warmest Color
0: was a beautiful story. In an unpretentious way, I hadn't been so touched by mm-hmm. a non-straight relationship in a movie before, I think, and uh, so it really, it really got me. Buzz mm. it's hot. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'm not gonna,
1: I'm not gonna <laughs> argue with you.
0: The through line though of, uh, like, I watched that Bond movie, and then we were already planning to do Crimes of the Future, and I was like. Oh, I fucking forgot you were in this movie. Oh, what's her name? Leah Sado. Leah Sado. Leah Sado. Lea not having any problems with that last name. Yeah. <laughs> it's the pretty easy looking first name on her head. Yeah, when I was reading with. through that. Yeah. yeah I, I got the Sado right. I feel like I've heard it said both ways. I'm not really sure, but I like her emotionally, like, has that very expressive, distraught, distraught face. Yeah. yeah.
1: She pulls it off great. It's just that look of despair. Instant.
0: And I'm glad we watched Crimes of the Future tonight. I feel like we're getting to our roots. Back to the special territory. Which is, I mean, Cronenberg is where I got this bug in the first place. What was your favorite Cronenberg movie? Not assuming this one's your favorite. Well, when (laughs) I was looking at the roster, I was like, we should have fucking watched Cosmopolis at some point. We should.
1: We've talked about it. We almost did once and it got bumped, I feel like. I feel like we were right there and it got bumped.
0: I think something fun happened. We were
1: just talking and something else better at the time came up.
0: We get excited.
1: Yeah, it's like, oh, that's a good one. (laughs) Oh,
0: so shiny.
1: But no, I mean, looking at the whole list, it's probably a nostalgia thing, but The Fly?
0: I think The Fly is one of the most romantic movies ever made.
1: So, you know, as a young child, there was no filter with TV and movies. I was watching shit whenever. The Fly? I was watching it then. Like, when it came out. Oh, really? Yes. I think I saw it. I was probably... 10 years old i mean and as i got older i would see it here and there and i mean it was i'd never understood it until i was like elementary age you know like really understood everything man just the fly in that so
0: gross it was so gross it was but such then the a story. kind of beautiful love story about this woman who tries to stick her thick and thin and she really like cares and I mean, about
1: him and yeah i mean and that's really that's that's some feeling right there to stick with that oh Well, at first, I think he could. He he had a (laughs) a mean fly boner, fly stamina, (laughs) hanging upside down and shit. But I mean, there's scenes in that movie that just stick in my head. The arm wrestling, where he like snaps the arm in the bar or wherever it was. Like,
0: I feel like that's one of the few movies Jeff Goldblum freaks me out. Yeah, and then I mean, of course, there's. I think he's he plays one of the rapists in uh, Death Wish. Really? Yeah, I think he's one of the guys who like. Hmm. rapes his wife nah man i think that may have been one of his first if not his first movie actually the fly
1: was probably one of my first sci-fi movies yeah me too so i mean for me just you know i'm such a big fan of sci-fi for that to be one of my first sci-fi movies saw it so much throughout my life
0: they're both so good in that movie too uh dead ringers is one of my favorites probably Mm -hmm. i like dead ringers a lot maybe more than i should (laughs) because it's about twin gynecologists that keep switching places
1: yeah i never saw it
0: Oh, really? I, I never Jeremy saw Jeremy Irons, man. It's really good. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I like Cronenberg a lot more than uh, is probably acceptable. <laughs> so I was really excited to see this. I also don't, I fucking hated Existence. I was so bored. Never saw that either. How could I be so bored by a movie that is about like, matrix level virtual reality weirdness
1: we were just talking about what offends me in a movie sometimes and then i stick with it
0: yeah me too jude law offends me
1: <laughs> the the title of that movie the way that it's
0: oh yeah yeah formatted yeah
1: offends me <laughs> i could see that existence i fucking didn't like Existens? it Existence. yeah existence It as sounds much like a goddamn uh a penis
0: enlargement supplement yeah, yes. yes yeah or like a yeah it's too close to extends i agree yeah, yeah. They used to sell them at the gas station. At the-
1: That's what it is! Yeah. Dude, yeah. In the you- little,
0: like, one pill in a little plastic thing. Dude,
1: you'd go in the gas station all fucked up, and you were just trying to get whatever, you know, like, cigarettes or soda or, like, munchies, and it's like, there it was. Extend
0: And take it from me, if you take one of those, you will feel like you're going to have a heart attack. Really? Yes.
1: You tried it? Mm-hmm. I never had the balls to try it. I was like, I don't know what the fuck is in that. I was a little drunk. <laughs> It's like you'd go in the gas stations and you'd see the condoms with like
0: the aliens at the tip. Yeah, you'd... they're like Stinger too. Like, <laughs> you know, like, You bought those too, <laughs> didn't you? Uh, no, I did do the, uh, <laughs> there was one called Energy Now. I, I bought that once. It was one of those herbal energy supplements.
1: I always wanted to buy one of those funny condoms, just never did it. it freaked me out. And then, th- you know, I've always been a germaphobe kind of. So I was like, who's touching that weird twist machine that's like a damn toy machine, but full of condoms in men's restrooms?
0: Oh, I used to buy them in truck stops when I was a kid, when I was alone in there. And I could reach them. I would buy them. It was just cool. you, you sometimes you get a gift, you know? <laughs> like and it would be like a playing card with a naked lady on it. It'd be like this big and I'd like pocket that shit no like, shit. That's where those way. came from. Yeah, yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, they come in like condom packages from those condom machines. It's like novelty gifts, is what it says. It's like condom, condom, novelty gift. Once I got a a joke condom, like it was like a the smallest, like a baby penis condom. Like they had at Spencer's. Yeah, I got one of those in there. And I was like, this is weird. Because <laughs> I, think, I, I think I was like eight or nine years old.
1: Did I not give those to you for a birthday present one year?
0: I think you did. And I think, think I told you this it. story.
1: Yeah, that was way too
0: familiar right yeah, there. Yeah, I think th- we were like 15 years
1: old. Yeah, and I just, I've just i always seen them at Spencer's. I think you were who I got them for. I was like, this oh my God, you got, got, got me these
0: truck stop Joe <laughs> it." You were like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I do remember that. Fuck, that's weird. That was random. Yeah, so I I take back what I said about I like Dead Ringers as a movie. There's a lot of Cronenberg movies I like because they're kind of straight story ones, but I don't think he wrote any of them like Eastern Promises and uh, the Carl Jung Sigmund Freud movie he made and stuff like that. See,
1: So that's the thing. I haven't seen a lot of his movies, but
0: I saw a video drone when I was very young and was so weirded out.
1: See, that was one of those movies I watched in high school and we were just watching like fucked up movies. That was my first time, but that was also my only time.
0: So while I've seen it, I'm, I could see not wanting to rewatch that. Yeah, I it wasn't one that I hung on to at the time. So I've never rewatched. It's it. just so stuck in my psyche now. It just it gets referenced so much. I wish I had remembered it better. I'd watched The Brood recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one's one. Anyone I talked to seems to have not seen it, but it was a horror movie in the 70s. But what's funny is like I've seen History of Violence, also starring Vigo.
1: I think that's one he didn't write. He just directed. He just directed it. And I mean, that's a
0: random ass movie. It was like a mob movie. Like you can tell the ones situation. that are like Cronenberg movies. There's ones he adapted from books like Crash, James Spader. And they get the car accidents like fuck. Yeah. They fuck open wounds. It's
1: <laughs> <gross>. <laughs> um, yeah, I hadn't seen that much. But this movie
0: was not what I expected. This wasn't what I expected either because I expected absolutely nothing out of this. I was like, this is just going to be Cronenberg weirdness for an hour and a half. And I mean,
1: right off the bat, I was like, Scott picked out a movie where they kill a kid in the first fucking five minutes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't have a filter for that kind of
1: thing. I know. But I was like, <laughs> it was just uh, Kate and Olympia were in the room. And I said it out loud. I was like, Scott fucking picked a movie where a kid dies in the first five minutes. I was like, let's just get through this. Let's get through it. Make it quick. And I was like, oh, maybe she's not. <laughs> and then she straddles him with the pill, And I was like, ah. Nah, she's going for it.
0: (laughs) Well, at least, I mean, his mom was there. (laughs) Dude, you don't need a monitor for that. Um, But it was really hard to figure out what this movie was about. And I think I'm still thinking about it. In the future, environmental changes are causing the human race to change. Most people no longer experience pain, though it appears through the eyes of the characters that no longer experiencing pain causes suffering. Hormonal changes and spontaneous growth of new organs dubbed accelerated evolution syndrome has divided the human race into sort of confusing, chaotic factions, I think. Yeah, something like that. Saul suffers from the new syndrome. Together with his former trauma surgeon partner Caprice, they make performance art from removing the new organs he grows. Very Cronenberg.
1: Saul Tensa.
0: But not before logging the organs with a government department specifically for New Organ Registry, run by Whippet and Timlin.
1: But it's not an official entity. They don't exist.
0: Yeah, I have some questions about that. I'm going to try to make you fill in the gaps. Oh, I'll fill them. (laughs) (laughs) with your hot D (laughs) with my hot D the film opens on a mother smothering her child after he brushes his teeth, eats a plastic wastebasket, and goes to bed. Yeah, my notes, I was like, kid's hungry.
1: <laughs> I was like, "Fucking kid's starving, man. Somebody give that kid a Sammy.
0: Afterwards, she leads word for Lang, the boy's father, so he can recover the corpse and turns herself in. Lang retrieves the boy, and it's slowly revealed that he is the leader of an organization producing the strange purple food bars he's seen constantly eating throughout the film. After one of Saul and Caprice's art performances, in which she removes one of Saul's organs in a coffin light surgical rig called a sark autopsy unit lang approaches saul in the street and suggests a different kind of show he offers saul the body of his son for a public autopsy assuring him he will find more than a few surprises saul and caprice agree and if that sounds a little uh disjointed and weird you got it it fucking was
1: Try and follow this one. Yeah, you got it. You know, I was just going to say, like, never touch another man's protein bar. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I made my notes on.
0: I was like, oh, shit. I saw it coming. I think what's funny about that, too, is those protein bars, protein bars nowadays kind of look like that one. They did.
1: Some of the protein bars that I've gotten are just solid blocks like that. So yeah, they're, like,
0: like, purple, and you're like, why is this chocolate thing purple?
1: And I over... I overthink things so much when I made the note, never touch another man's protein bar. <laughs> I was like, is it really a protein bar or is this going to be like a candy bar? I was like, just fucking go with protein bar, man. It's a fucking protein bar. I just what thought he was like? real into him because he's the only one eating them. Did you notice the intensity when he took the bite sometimes? Like it was like a, yeah, like after each bite was like this, like intense bite. That. Um, And
0: after watching everyone try to eat <laughs> in their fucking high chairs, those fucking
1: chairs, man. Okay, okay, yeah, we'll get to that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jesus. Crimes of the Future was given a limited release this summer to mixed reviews, and was written and directed by David Cronenberg. His first film in eight years, and his first full-length original screenplay since 1999's Existence.
0: Or Existence? Or Existence? Fuck you, Jude Law. Yeah. Well. He's real hit or miss with me. I he... love I Heart Huckabees. <laughs>
1: Talented Mr. Ripley, man.
0: Yeah, that's good. Gattaca, also great. Gattaca! I didn't finish that. Anyway, Squirrel. AI. Terrible piece of shit. AI. Was that the Haley Joel Osmond? Yeah, the one that was supposed to be the Kubrick Spielberg team up. Existence was better than that movie. extends was better. Yeah. At least it made your dick bigger. Hot <laughs> f- D. It felt bigger anyway.
1: Uh the movie stars Vigo Mortenson is Saul, Leia Sado is Caprice, Scott Speedman is Lang, Don McKeller is Whippet, and Kristen Stewart is Timlin. That fucking name Timlin. I was like, are they saying Timblins? And I was like, <laughs> nah, it's Timlin. Uh, the film also features a slew of side characters with unclear motives, but we saved ourselves with at least 20 minutes work not listing them here and learning how to pronounce their names. It was a very... Lots th- of
0: French folk.
1: Those cast names. What was that one other one that we watched that had the names back in the day? Was that Paradise Hills or was that Assassination Nation? I, I, think, I
0: think it was, it was Assassination, Assassination Nation name. we had some problems.
1: When I re-listened to that one on the road trip, dude, I was like, those fucking... Those actors' names. (laughs) Jesus. Um, In 1970, Cronenberg made a 63-minute film by the same name, and even though the plot was drastically different, the main character also grew new organs and surgically removed them. A first draft of this movie was written in 1998, and Existence's working title is reported to have also been Crimes of the Future. So this was a name that they just
0: really wanted to use. Well, that's the thing about this movie, is I think he just keeps trying to say something, and he doesn't know exactly how to say it. (laughs) He has some idea that started in 1970. He wrote it again in 1998. He tried to force it on Existence. There's some idea in this man's head. He is trying to get out.
1: Well, and he got so close because there were parts where you thought that you were having the the awakening, the realization to what is going on in this movie. But then there would be some random fucking weird shit that I could appreciate. There's so much kind of starting at the sp- at the top just run into these weird things or you want to bounce. Do
0: you see how I put it on the I'm seeing the, I'm looking the at the outline. It. Let's kind of try to otherwise it's going to get out of control. Yeah, this one is there's so much There's shit. a lot of weirdness to this. So like David Cronenberg isn't David Lynch. No. I think David Cronenberg has a really a really great sense of himself. Like I am David Cronenberg. I wear a mask and I kill pe- oh, Wait. No. <laughs> <laughs> He likes, uh, he likes rummage around in people's body, and I think he thinks it's romantic. And he's very specific. I know you haven't seen Naked Lunch, but I think he's always been doing this. This is the a very Cronenberg thing. Well, and there was this level of erotica in this. Yeah, this was very sexually charged. And I think that's him. Crash, people getting in car accidents and fucking. I know that's a J.G. Ballard book, but that's a very Cronenberg thing. It was a perfect thing for him to tackle. Same with Dead Ringers. Uh, I think The Fly is really perfect for him, too, because, like I said, it's deeply romantic. It is. There's a real
1: story there. Not just this man morphing.
0: Yeah, where David Lynch just wants
1: to show you something weird. And fucked up. Let's meditate, everyone. Remember that one when, like, that time, like, three of us split an X pill and watched a uh, Eraserhead?
0: I do remember that. That was not a fun night. No. I'm not sure it was X, because it. Didn't seem all that fun. It was something weird, but we split it three ways. So <laughs> who knows what kind of effect it
1: actually we just kind of dealt with it. Yeah, goiters. And then, and then that was the first time I watched head
0: Oh, was it? That was my first. Yeah, that was my first. I've watched it once
1: since then. But
0: I, I specifically remember that and me being like, "This is not a good idea." <laughs> <laughs> and then
1: once you've seen it twice, I think
0: you're good. I think once is good. Once is just fine. I twice. think I was trying to avoid that second so time was twice there. Like I was like, it? "I don't think we should do this, guys." I, well, I had told
1: people about it. And like, so let's I,
0: definitely do drugs, but let's not watch Eraserhead.
1: <laughs> I forced it on other people. That's why I saw it a second time. They did not understand it. They didn't have the same feels we had the first time we watched it. Goiters! But Cronenberg has, uh, like, I've watched Videodrome a lot of times. See, only once, and it was about that same time as Eraserhead, so I'm not, I don't even know if I really paid attention the whole time is what the problem was.
0: I keep coming back for James Woods just caressing the TV.
1: Man, I wish he was a cool guy. But I mean, that wouldn't make sense. He
0: probably was at one time. Piece of candy. Piece of candy. (laughs) (laughs) But I think you get more out of Cronenberg, even if it's fucking nuts. But I don't know that anyone would pick this movie that wasn't a Cronenberg fan. There was a lot in this movie I've never seen before. And also stuff that was so... Cronenberg. I was never not interested. I was sort of fascinated the whole movie. And this movie is pretentious as fuck. Then at the same time, I think he thought that was funny. Do you feel like there was like a wry sense of humor at the bottom of this? Oh, of course. Like he, he was like, <laughs> look at these fucking high chairs.
1: Yeah, and I know we'll get into it, but like Whippet and Timlin even? Like Whippet's character? So yeah. Fuck, man. That
0: guy. Those little side characters that I didn't want to list all the actors for.
1: What I got from this movie was the way... It makes sense that he started in the 70s. It actually kind of makes me feel like I like it even more because I felt like I was watching an older film. You know, just the... Whole, I can't even really...
0: I think right now we're unaccustomed to auteur films, you know? And it is, and this one is both as pretentious as it can get while being completely unpretentious.
1: Well, it has this storyline that's like, okay, what exactly is going on? Like, what's our core story? What's happening on the side? What's influencing the
0: characters? But then the dialogue. Well, I was really afraid this movie was a painting. <laughs> you know what I mean? I like, I
1: totally understand what you mean by that. Yes. Based was, on the trailer, it looked like a painting. You know, when I was watching this, do you know what kept going through my mind? It's beautiful. Me too. As, and, as I was watching it, I was like And not that gross. Yeah, I would just I would see these things in this movie and it just the beauty. You know, I'm not looking at a plastic bag it, in the parking really lot here. He did really
0: sell that, didn't he? It's,
1: it was, it's just, I kept feeling
0: like it's beautiful. That might be the most Cronenberg thing about anything, anything he's done. I appreciated I th- so much I of think this. that might be what he wanted you to feel. <laughs> he got me. He got me. He won. Like <laughs> That's I, really cool. I
1: submitted, yeah. Because no matter how I felt about not understanding certain things or, you know, and we'll get... Because I definitely was like, "This is ridiculous," but I think he was like, "This
0: is ridiculous."
1: It is, and just the, it like looked like little bone arms, like popping them in the face while they're eating.
0: Vigo Morrison's discomfort throughout the movie was so apparent. Yeah, um, I put neo like bassinet. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> it's a
1: neo like bassinet is what he was floating in. Well, it was yeah, it was suspended. like a, an old plum with no pit. Did that not look like what you would consider alien
0: technology? In most movies, though, yeah, but to me, I I was like, that's a Cronenberg thing, you know. That's kind of what the stuff in Existence, like the VR machine they have, it's mm-hmm. this fleshy thing that they like touch and poke. So it's almost like a bioscience. Like, yeah, a, it's there's no up, down, left, right, hold, I start. Yeah, it's it's almost an
1: organism in itself. The devices
0: yeah the, the, that's the but maybe the fleshy body horror aspect of the technology to it was ever present in this which i think comes from naked lunch but originally
1: even, like that dinner chair or
0: or the table the i couldn't even get mad at it <laughs> i couldn't no he <laughs> looked so uncomfortable trying to eat that i got that feeling of like you know when you're like not hungry and you mm-hmm. try to eat anyway and your body is just like i don't want to swallow that let's put it this way when he was
1: trying to eat he looked like murphy in the chair at ocp central when they were trying to reboot him and he <laughs> yeah. was having the nightmares <laughs> but like this is just him, yeah trying to with eat a the really chair. long spoon really long spoon and the pasty food so we're obviously in some you know dystopian future you know there's wheat's probably well, gone there was
0: yeah i well, that was what they were kind of talking about throughout the movie. Was everything was synthetic now? Well, at at one point, I thought it was a fucking Westworld situation. I thought like the
1: Cylons had beat the humans. I thought these were synthetic people. Oh, like and this so- was
0: a snow globe movie? Like yeah. they were in some sort of like...
1: Or no, well, not even that contained. Just they outlasted the humans, but because of evolution, you know, they just became humans. They they were growing organs in their synthetic bodies, and that was the kick. I was
0: waiting for that for a moment. It fascinates me how far your mind will go with like, you'll be like, well, wait, I have no. What if the aliens came? (laughs) (laughs) It's aliens. Nothing's given me any indication that this is what's happening other than it's weird. But I see what you're saying there, though. (laughs) I kept being like, why are the fucking boats everywhere? (laughs) It's like, did we either we built a city in the middle of the dry ocean? There was like a wave or something. I don't know yeah i'm not sure if you know somebody something happened to make that trash can look delicious it did just crunch it was
1: like i was like is that candy coated is that motherfucking wastebasket is that motherfucker cutter? eating a fucking
0: <laughs> chocolate bunny
1: yeah dude kids just in the fucking bathroom sitting next to a raunchy ass toilet all stained Ugh, i just hate dirty toilets it's a thing
0: no infection i mean eat whatever you want yeah
1: well uh, what it opens he said i I had to rewind it several times because I, I was like is she saying don't oh she was like don't, you don't find-
0: eat anything you find in there and yeah. I, was, I forgot about that that was a clue i didn't see early
1: oh I, so the only reason i know is because i I kept thinking, there's no way
0: that's what she's saying.
1: You know, they were still talking in the room while I was trying to start this fucking movie. Well, that was like the
0: first line of the movie. So I was like, Cronenberg. No. We'll see where this goes.
1: No, they were talking and I was like, you guys are talking right when they're talking. <laughs> so I'd
0: rewind it and then they talk again and I'd be like, To ah! be fair, no one says anything loud in this movie. <laughs> um, but yeah, she says, don't eat anything you find. Lisa Doe does when she's doing her show. She gets loud and boisterous and... Oh the reveal. Yeah. Okay. The rest of the movie was whispering and uh, Vigo Morrison squatting on the ground. They had Vigo looking old, my dude. He had just gotten kicked by a horse, too. That's in why real he's life? squatting or seated almost this entire movie. Really? I think there's one time where he looks very uncomfortable, but it's when he's like backing away from Kristen Stewart in that room and they kind of oh. circle. I don't want to get into that part yet, but like uh <laughs> I was like, oh, he's standing for a long time now. Mm-hmm. But he looks so uncomfortable. And he <clears throat> clearing his throat like the whole movie. The way that he
1: um, torqued his voice, contorted his voice to make it sound like he was having the throat esophageal issue that he was having. I was like, man, did he really like, you know, I'm sure people aren't smoking two packs of cigarettes in the parking lot to get that. You know how some of the voice actors just like just hot box a fucking cigarette to get a raspy voice. You know, I'm sure there's not a lot of that in Hollywood these days. You know, health and whatnot. I'm sure there's other you're things. You're never going to sound like Tom Wade.
0: Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I wrote. This had nothing to do with the movie. But I wrote down in my notes while I was watching it that I would watch a Vigo Morrison Batman movie. He'd, I'd be down. Because he'd have that voice.
1: Man, what was that one that he did with the horse? Do you remember that
0: movie? With a horse?
1: Yeah. I shouldn't have brought it up. Never mind. I have no idea what Let's you're talking about. Let's get out about. of here. <laughs>
0: Back out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hidalgo. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. There's a lot of spoons in this movie, too. Lisa Doe is eating bacon with a wooden spoon at one point. Really? And it was bacon. Was it bacon? Yeah, it was bacon. For sure. Hmm. I was like, she eggs and bacon with a wooden spoon? A really? Like, she was holding it, like, at the end, like he was. But she was just sitting. So she didn't have the same eating issues he did. Just didn't know how to use utensils. Um, Well, the other guy, that other doctor was in the chair, too. Like, there were two of them using the chair. Yeah, so they
1: both had that issue. And it almost looked like the doctor that he went to go see had a bigger eating
0: thing. He seemed to be struggling awfully hard himself. I'm glad you said that because I was also confused about who he was when he popped up later. Like in the chair eating. Once he was in the chair eating, I was like, what the, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, that was... I can't remember his name, Nasat, And I knew you would
1: have remembered he was there. He yeah. was, it, it was something like Nassat or... I've, the doctor that he...
0: Someone made an appointment for him to go see. The art show pusher. Starting with that child murder, I thought was kind of cheap. Like, that is a very, like, I've emotionally invested you now that you've been shocked by this child murder. And now I don't have to tell a story. So I was, like, skeptical the whole movie.
1: Well, exactly. I mean, because now I'm more... I, you know I see it coming and I'm like oh man they're going to kill a kid more often than not it's going to happen in the first 5 to 10 minutes of the movie because that's that's almost the basis of the storyline most of the time in this one it does come
0: back it's going to happen in another movie you watch soon it and does. I'm not going to tell you which one it is <laughs> it does come full circle in this not one not for the podcast either it's going to come out of fucking nowhere man you could tell she hated that fucking kid though yeah she really Yeah, you knew that kid was going down once I saw him inside I was like oh, yeah sure. when you see her later in prison she's just like Pfft. that creature That creature. I was a fucking kid. Yeah. I'm like, man, Speedman, you shouldn't have left that kid. He was so fucking valuable to you. Yeah, Sol and Caprice's relationship, huh? Yeah, it wasn't really sexual, but it was real tender. How about the scene where they're on the table holding each other in the nude, just getting cut? Yeah, that was weird. That was probably the most uh, uncomfortable I got during the movie, though. That was the most uncomfortable you got? I think so. It was like when uh, she let that girl cut her boob. The girl cut her boob. Or maybe he did. He did on accident. Yeah. Oh, she, yeah, that's, that's what, what it was. led to Yeah, it. that was the, the most uncomfortable I think I got. Because I don't know that I didn't have in the back of my mind that no one can feel any pain. It's, yeah, the whole thing.
1: So can, is everyone just a little numb, or are the drugs just that good?
0: I don't think everyone had the same sort of thing. I almost wondered if anyone knew what pain was because I was like, you're clearly uncomfortable. Just so much. Yeah. I mean, the art, you know, the body manipulation, which I thought was stupid, personally. This art show
1: shit. I thought Caprice would have gone way harder than the forehead implants based on her level of performance art in this film. I was a little upset that they did that to her. Doctor made the appointment for him at the
0: thing. How'd you like the ear man? I like the ear man a lot, actually. How'd you like how... Um, I like how she was like dismissive of it. And Saul even later was like... Yeah, he's like, it's not like they fucking work. they yeah. decorative ears. <laughs> and she's like, I think the dance is better than the ears. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, the ears don't even work. And then Whippet and Timlin were the weirdest shit. And Kristen Stewart, I swear, stole the fucking show. She did great. And I have to get out of the mindset of just
1: making a Bella comparison or reference of any sort. She's way past it. It's just, when I see her do the arm rub thing and the chin down, it takes me back to her Bella performances.
0: See, I only watched the first movie, so I would know what people were talking about. And it kind of like how in high school, like I only went to a rave because people were like, stop making fun of us. I went to one with that. Uh, and they were like, know. go to one, you'll probably like it. And I was mm-hmm. like, I don't, I don't like this. I went to don't go to- touch me. <laughs> I went to Crystal Method. <laughs> And so that was also Oh, that. see, I went to a rave and took LSD, and I was like, I have to leave. I must be alone now. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> I went I went dead sober to see Crystal Method. Yeah, because you remember, there, there were times when we would take drugs, and I would just disappear. <laughs> you're like, where the fuck does Scott go? I remember that happened one night, and I was sitting on your roof. The roof? They were like, where'd he go? <laughs> you think he's okay? And you were like, he's fine. He does that. <laughs> He'll either be back or he won't. And you like went inside. (laughs) And I was like, I guess I'm going to go home. (laughs) I think I went home. I don't think you did come back that night. I don't think I did. (sighs) But Whippet and Timlin were so weird with their fascination. And what is a government organization that doesn't exist? That was a thinly veiled plot part. It's one of those
1: things that took you away from when you thought you were understanding what was happening. Yeah, you're like,
0: I think I understand. And then they were like, this organization doesn't exist. Well, how do people register their weird organs then? Yeah, or what's even the
1: purpose of of their organization? Except for to be like a government entity, but not, but they're into the freakiness. Yeah,
0: we're cool with you tattooing them, taking them out in front of people. We just like to know what they are. Well, and they recommended that one guy. You should get that checked out. His tumor. Yeah. The detective.
1: Okay. Oh, yeah. I like
0: when he shows him and he's like, so does this make me Francis Bacon? <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, so what the fuck did the cops do there? Like, I don't know. I w- it took me a while to figure out that he was a cop, that Viggo Morrison is also. A cop. Well, and were they trying to imply that the police were still more of the fascist
1: side of society? Because the only people that they seemed to be concerned about were the, the purple bar eaters.
0: I think they... The synthetic eaters. I think the police were less concerned with keeping things the way they were and more concerned with just keeping it all low key. Well, that's the thing I'm saying. Like they had an agenda.
1: So like the police were there to serve a purpose, but not a
0: general purpose, a specific purpose. And it was a pick and choose thing. Yeah, I kind of felt like they wanted to keep the factions from becoming a like a terrorist organization well and how long had Saul been kind of an informant seemed like a long time like that was just a part of who he was he was very comfortable with it and it didn't seem to have anything really to do there was with real... his relationship with uh...
1: it was it seemed like a familiar relationship like an established relationship between him and the detective yeah he never seemed to go home and like be like i don't want you to know where i am and when he was slightly offended he walks off and there was no consequence from the detective remember no he's like saul saul and saul just keeps walking so obviously like he can say fuck you detective
0: why was he dressed like a better jesuit priest from dune or assassin's creed
1: (laughs) (laughs) i don't know that's part of his he didn't uh, have
0: any like deformities he was trying to hide or anything like that maybe he was so famous he was just walking around like michael jackson you know hey dude uh zippers have their own sex appeal I don't know why he got the zipper doesn't that cheapen
1: the surgery part careful don't spill (laughs) is what he says after that Um, oh when she's kissing his fucking gap his gash yeah it's like you know on the outside looking in it looks like she's you know going downtown but really she's licking around his zipper tummy. Yeah, there was no real sex in this at it, all. No. You know later on there's the line I'm not too good at
0: the old sex. Yeah, when Timlin tries to. Like when Timlin go makes for a move it. and she seems confused about what she wants anyway. He made a really great use of uh how glassy-eyed she is. You know cuz Kristen Stewart has that like lost puppy dog yeah, deer and, and it headlights. works really good. It worked really good in underwater.
1: Underwater was my favorite thing that she's been in
0: until this. I think I I like underwater more. For sure, because Underwater I like it it was, was a movie, a, a but performance-wise, yeah, she's really knocked my fucking socks off. She killed it.
1: Off. She it was perfect. I felt awkward, but then when she's uh, you know aroused and intrigued by the show, and she
0: talks to him after, yeah, because she doesn't want to get in trouble, but
1: yeah, she wants to respect the relationship between him and Caprice, but she wants to let him know like you finally made me feel a certain way. <laughs> yeah, like, she was something... feeling feelings she'd never yeah, felt. Yeah, she before. was like, this is what I've been looking for. This is what I've been missing. Um. And just her movements, just everything. I felt it. The her and the Whippet combo. A lot of those interactions gave me that old time sci-fi feel. Like I was watching some shit that had like, you know, solid dialogue, just trippy. You know, like you'd say mm-hmm. trippy, man. You know, like this some 60s, 70s weird sci-fi shit.
0: Yeah. You're
1: like, wow, oh, man, that scene was so deep where they were just talking in the office. And it's like, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. But all the parts that were like definitely pretentious mm-hmm. i felt like he would deliver them in dialogue this is a really talky movie yeah. it's a lot of talking it's a lot of whispering but the pretentious parts almost all ended with this smug right from cronenberg <laughs> like where he was laughing a little bit he was like this is funny right <laughs> <laughs> the horny technicians love those repair techs i love those repair techs they were great they were great they were really brought a levity to the movie that it needed and it was already really funny they made it playful and then there was the kinky playful and it was just like yeah that's hot yeah where she's like turned around and they get naked and they lay in the sarcophagus hey,
1: check this out Caprice. <laughs> yeah she's <but> like,
0: like <laughs> and she's just like and the scene ends and i was like oh that's that's it okay okay, okay.
1: and then in this society it is one of those movies where people were on the more beautiful
0: side. Yeah, like uh like Iceland. <laughs> <laughs> like Iceland or like Toronto. <laughs> eh? Yeah, not like Baton Rouge. Yeah. There you go. Sorry, Baton Rouge. No, I'm not never going back to Louisiana. Sorry, Louisiana. I would say that in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, I saw the most pretty girls dating guys with missing teeth I've ever seen in my entire life.
1: Harold and Kamara called it, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, So much goodness in this. And again, it's beautiful.
0: Yeah, it was like gold star goodness. It was one of those things that I didn't know I was looking for until I stumbled onto it. I was worried at times. I usually go into movies being like, I'm going to like this. I'm going to try to like this. And this one, I was like, this is probably a piece of shit. I'm wrong. You might get lost in trying to... If you try to figure it out too much, it's it's not worth it. But if you like David Cronenberg, this is a fantastic movie. And
1: just roll with it because they do have... They attempt closure.
0: Well, not even closure, just like like the aha at the end. And then after the movie was over, I kind of felt like having more of it would spoil it. Mm -hmm. Like if this was a television series, it wouldn't be very good. No, um...
1: I did want to mention. I meant to say it at the beginning. Is Scott Speedman not aging? No, man. He looks like
0: he walked right off the underworld set onto this one.
1: That's what I'm saying. I, you know, I I had to double check. Like he the got timeline off the of date his with movies. Felicity
0: and he came to this set. <laughs> That's fucking
1: awesome. I had to check the timeline of his movies. Check his age. He looks the same. It's because if your name's Scott, you don't age. <laughs> apparently, apparently, <laughs> or Pharrell allegedly um, no pharrell's also got a little bit of the vampire
0: in him this is his name scott i
1: don't know if pharrell's real name is scott I
0: kid think cuddy's name is scott i found out and is that's it? weird because hmm. black scott i've never met a black scott before i like that oh shit in fact in a david wong book there's a character they call black scott the whole time because they're like you ever met a black scott that's random dude it is random that's a random shower but kid right cuddy's there. name is scott okay cool it's like Scott Miscutty or something like that. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's an ex. He's good. Is he? Yeah. He's oh, one of the
1: main characters. Oh, X and Barbarian, man. I'm gonna fucking do it. I, like I'm gonna do it.
0: I can't wait till Pearl comes down from they They
1: both right there. They're both I, I can go home and watch one right
0: now if I could just fucking stay awake when I got home. And then when he offers him the uh autopsy. I knew immediately he was like, this kid is full of weird organs. He was Like very he's a natural intrigued. born weird organ. Yeah. But I didn't realize that it was the, I don't know why I wasn't like, oh, he can eat plastic. And that's what those bars are. It's plastic. It's right there. You're able to digest synthetic material. And that's material. the police were trying to cover up was they were like, we don't want people to know that they can evolve to eat plastic. So Lang's
1: speech towards the end, man, I was digging it yeah speedman had some of the best dialogue in this yeah allow the evolution to happen you know his line about
0: peace and harmony in the techno world we created i was like boom you got me well i like that i like that (laughs) idea where like the robots go with the robots kind of thing Uh where that's the thing cronenberg is not warning you it's not a cautionary tale about like oh the environment's gonna he, he was like what if the environment like tried to kill us and we started eating plastic well and i wanted to do one more quick mention about saul
1: can grow he's he's got tumors in him and it's it's rumored that he can will them to grow so there was that whole he didn't seem to think that though he didn't think it but when people mentioned it you could see that he had a glow i felt like i saw a glow i think he the liked eye.
0: the mystique of it around and like it, him having the art and show it added to his performances seemed to be the only form of entertainment there was anymore these surgery art shows mm-hmm. which i guess is kind of like going and watching a porn in yeah. the end. Mm-hmm. Well, the beautiful woman who just gets the slices in the face like
1: she starts going Hellraiser.
0: When did they swap out the kids' organs for the big, oh,
1: shit. I'm thinking, Caprice, once she hesitated after she saw the corpse for the first time, in my mind, that's when the decision was made in that character's mind. That she was like, "Now fuck this. They roped her back in, but she was going to be a rebel at that point. She was going to rebel. She was going
0: to make a statement. I wonder how they swap the organs out without her noticing. Because she's a surgeon. That was she, the only kind of hole I was She like, swapped Whoa. the organs. Oh, she did it. Yes, despite them. Oh, fuck. I totally missed that. And that's not me. That happened. Now I kind of want to go back and, and see yeah, where I missed and that. that.
1: And I feel like that's not me filling. That's... I believe... Because they even mentioned they're like, oh, when he's outside talking to their... Rep- she's like, she's
0: she, she... And they're like, oh, she... And that's exactly why movies like this I end up re-watching.
1: hmm No, there's no telling... Once I saw the conclusion, there's no telling what little things were kind of dropped here and there that we didn't pick up on. It's one of those that's you you could probably rewatch this one two, three times and still find new shit.
0: That makes it better to me.
1: No man, she did it. And I thought that's what you were asking me was literally when did she do it?
0: And I was trying to create filler for that because that was a hole that I kind of found. Initially I had written down when the movie ended, and mm-hmm. we find out that Vigo can eat the bars. Yes. Dying. I didn't know if you
1: were going to say it, but that's why I wanted to bring up him growing organs, because that's what Lang
0: was saying was like, let it happen. I feel like if you're listening to this, you're either already watched this because you like David Cronenberg or you're never going to watch this. And you're like, they watched a weird movie. It was beautiful, though. <laughs> yeah, it Did was, a, du- was beautiful? a beautiful moment. And but at the time, right after I finished it, I was like, I don't know if I'm satisfied. A whole day passed between then and now. I feel very satisfied. No, I was good with
1: it. I I kept thinking about the movie. If I feel like someone would respect the movie for what it is, I would recommend
0: it to them. If you like David Cronenberg, you should absolutely watch this movie. This is a very David Cronenberg movie, and I was afraid that it wasn't, that maybe Mm. he lost it. I like the straight story David Cronenberg movies, you know? I keep saying straight story because that's the only David Lynch movie that is not a David Lynch (laughs) movie. It's just a man on a lawnmower. (laughs) You know, he made movies that were written by other people. Uh, Cosmopolis is a Don DeLillo book. Okay. History of Violence, I believe, was a graphic novel. I caught it on HBO a couple times. Eastern Promises is another person's screenplay. But when it's a Cronenberg movie, when he wrote it, except for Existence. I'll Pleasant look. surprise, man. I was glad to watch this one. Like yeah. I said, I had some worry here and there, but then
1: at the end, I actually had more satisfaction than some of the other things I checked out. So, yeah. I mean, not like this week, but
0: recently recently. Um, like I said, I'm kind of behind on watching shit, but um And it no. looked great and Vigo was fucking great in it. He has a like two decade long relationship with this director now. Really? Oh well yeah. Yeah. All those movies. Mm-hmm.
1: And I was just checking to see if there was anything else, like you know, just an honorable mention. I think we covered it all. I liked it. Like I said, if I if I talked to a person and knew that they could appreciate this, or like, you know, you're saying they're a fan of the director,
0: go for it. It was good. Yeah, but if you're looking for heavy story. And knowing what the hell's going on, yeah, uh, maybe go somewhere else. You're going to have to look for those breadcrumbs. But at the same time, I thought this movie was kind of sweet and kind of uh, not as gross as I expected it to be. I was a little afraid. I didn't even expect this level of cutting And in- Oh, you thought it would be less so? Yeah. Oh, I expected it full on. Really? I mean, no, I was- someone fucks an open wound in Crash. <laughs>
1: I mean, she did go down on his uh, zipper tummy. Wasn't that gross?
0: Still kind of sweet. A little weird. Yeah, but I I, I (laughs) dug it. I, I dug a return to Cronenberg as Cronenberg. I'm happy to watch as many movies Cronenberg makes that aren't Cronenberg Cronenberg movies. Cronenberg, 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 Cronenberg. So next time we were going to watch Dutch, we're still trying to figure that out. That was going to be our big Thanksgiving movie because that's my favorite Thanksgiving movie. I haven't seen it in over 15 years, maybe 20. It's nowhere. Haven't been able to find it. It's not on a streaming platform. You can't rent it on Amazon and to buy a used copy of the DVD it costs $37. So, it's in demand. We will see. We might be watching Clue next week to kick off our dinner party movie because I don't think it fits what we're going to talk about with as far the, as dinner the dinner party. Dinner, movie, movies. dinner party movies are concerned. Yeah, what we were looking for in it. But it is probably our first dinner party movie when we were kids. And it's been a long time since I watched it. We'll definitely be able to find that. That's on Showtime. And I have the fucking DVD of that. Fucking Tim Curry. I, I kind of want to watch that blockbuster show. We can take our time with it, but I, I, I'd i like to, to watch no, it and I talk watch about that.
1: it. Maybe that's the show that I can get um Wifey to jump in on so we can make it
0: like a regular thing. Lighthearted workplace comedy.
1: Yeah. You know, we were into that hot D. So <laughs> if I can get on that hot D track with some
0: blockbuster TV, but definitely check out the peripheral. You'll like it. Oh yeah. Not big. Even if it's just you, you'll like it. If uh, your wife isn't as into it. I watched that last, but Kelly liked
1: it a lot. Well, you know, I, I, I still am confused about shadow in the cloud, but then the <laughs> one that I watched with her after that I think was also an Amazon prime movie um, or Hulu movie. Oh, I think it was Hulu, not Amazon prime. The mother one, Oh, yeah. I liked that one, too. Did you end up watching it? Yeah. Okay. That one was just sad, though. Yeah, it was a bummer.
0: Fucking girl in a bunker movie. Super,
1: (laughs) And super bummer. But, you know, it was good enough. But still, I think it got a little lost in there. I would like to see her in something sci-fi that's good. And that last preview won me over. I can't wait to check it out. Yeah, we'll,
0: we'll try to find Dutch. And if not, Cronenberg Cronenberg. Cronenberg, 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 Cronenberg.
1: Thanks everyone for joining us for the Last Video Store Clerks podcast. Be sure to leave a rating and subscribe. You can find us on Twitter at Last Clerks, Instagram at The Last Video Store Clerks, and you can find Scott at dispatchesfromthepit.com.